Good morning, good morning, good morning on the second last Sunday of January 2021. Wow, didn't the time really fly? And uh, the 24th of January today, trust you had a phenomenal week through all this of the lockdown, COVID, deaths and things that happens and just craziness that that's the world system. And we are in another system. We're in this world, but not from this world. And exciting to share this morning again about the principle of first. Put God first in everything. First things first. Think about this. You prepared something so delicious and you were eating and suddenly when you are at the last bit of what you have prepared, you think about, oh my word, I care for somebody. And you took the last bite and say, I'm going to put it in a packet and take it to somebody. And when you arrive there, knock on the door, the person open and say, oh my word, I had a bite on this thing, but I want to give you this. Do you think the person will think my word, if I'm really so important, why do you bring me the last portion and the portion that you ate on? Same with God. God doesn't want to be last. First means on top. <laughs> Remember the Cremora Edward. <laughs> Honey, where's the Cremora? It's not inside. It's on top. <laughs> now, now uh, uh, Kenneth Copeland prophesied and he had a powerful word for 2021. It's the year of the local church. Say, it's the year of the local church. And then Pastor Lee prophesied, this will be the year of decree. In other words, your mouths play, play such a powerful role in this whole journey that we are in. Because if you have a revelation of something, it's easy to do it. <laughs> and that's why we cannot stay at information. We need to move to revelation so that there can be a transformation. When transformation comes, my word, there will be an activation of the information so that there can be a manifestation of that information and the promise of the word. And this is very important stuff that we need to discover because we live in presidential times where people operate outside what they were operating in. And we know we war not against flesh and blood, but we war against principalities and power and forces of darkness, Ephesians chapter 6. And that's what the enemy tries to do. Remember last Sunday's word about Genesis 3, when Satan succeed with Eve, she succeed with Adam, to take the word Lord out of the conversation because when Satan comes, the whole Genesis 1, 2 and uh, beginning of 3 verse 1 and then you'll suddenly see um, it's Lord God. But when Satan approached Eve, he said, did God say the first conversation ever about God on the face of the earth happened in Genesis 3 and then Eve is on the booby trap. She's in the trap, in the quicksand, busy sinking, and she doesn't know it. And she said, yes, God said. She forgot, Lord God, 
Lord is the ruler, the supreme being, the one who we are in a covenant relationship with. But God means his power. <laughs> and then God spoke a word about the seed of the woman is going to come crush your head. Calvary <laughs> starts in Gethsemane, seven places where Jesus shed his blood so that we can have the victory. But he will crush your head. Hallelujah. Satan is defeated and we need to make it our own. Not to let the devil have the last say in our lives. Now, psychologists said something so powerful. They say there are three major areas of people that once, I want, once in the life of a human being. The first area is I want comfort. That's why when I'm hungry, I eat. When I'm thirsty, I drink. When I'm in a spending mood, I go and buy stuff. Because I want, I want, I want. And uh, that's a very dangerous place to be. Now, nothing wrong with I want, but how you channel it. Second thing is people want to be accepted. <laughs> that's why they do anything that people will like them. And this is phenomenal. And the third area of wants, what psychology says, is people want to find my what meaning in life. Now, all these things will mean nothing until <laughs> you put God first and know what Jesus wants you to do. Now, wouldn't be a phenomenal thing. Wouldn't you like this thing that I'm going to say? A word of advice that will save you a thousand headaches and heartaches in 2021. And that is the word of advice is put God first. We are in the most important month, not my birth month. That's October. No, no, no. January is the most important month of the year. If you understand that every action, every decision, every choice that you're going to make is going to flow out. Uh, don't we make that new year resolutions? I'm not going to eat cake. I'm not going to drink uh, Coca-Cola, I'm not going to eat chocolates, I'm going to lose weight, and the smokers say I'm going to stop smoking, and the drinkers say I'm going to stop drinking, and the cursors say I'm going to stop cursing, and just uh, 1st of January 2nd, uh, the 3rd can still go, but then we're back in that old pattern. <laughs> That's why the principle of 1st is the golden thread through your whole year. If you start right in January, that's why the psalmist, Psalm 11 says, my word, if the foundation will be destroyed, what will the righteous do? And we have discovered in the previous weeks, Satan is after the foundation. Because how higher a building go, how stronger the foundation must be. He doesn't want you to have a strong foundation. <laughs> he doesn't care if you're religious. That's why Satan said God. Now, and then Eve said God, not Lord God. He doesn't want you to just know God, but you don't, he doesn't want you to operate in Lord God. A lot of people know the power of God. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth and they, and God spoke light and all these things. That's the power of God. But they don't want to be under the Lordship where Jesus 
control or direct. I don't want to use the word uh, uh, led by the spirit so that you can have that life and have it in abundance. That's why scripture says even how many promises there are in the word. In God, they are all yes and amen. So shall it be. Now, Satan doesn't want you to operate in the promise. He wants you to operate in the curse. And that's why when we talk about the first things first, people say, how can I do it? How can I do first fruits and first offerings and first of everything? My life is in chaos. There's sickness, there's diseases, there's death. There's money problems, there's marriage problems, there's work problems, there's all problems, 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 problems. Now, if you're problematic, you will never see the greatness of God. <laughs> it's the, the, a person looks at a cat, and I use the example. It's amazing how all of us look at the same object, but see a different thing. The farmer see the cat as a walking mousetrap. <laughs> the pet lover, the, <laughs> they see the cat as a companion, as a friend for the lonely person. They will rob him and the cat goes purr, purr. <laughs> But the dog, look at the same object, the cat, and he sees an enemy. Oh, my word. And another cat looks at the cat and he sees a companion for the rest of his life. Now we look at the same object. Somebody who's got allergies, when they look at a cat, it's an enemy because you don't want a cat. Now, the same thing, how we look at it is different reactions. And God knows how our human mind are operating. And that's why he's got a universal, unchangeable plan. How to be catapult, how to move in that dimension of the fullness of God. God never had in mind from the beginning that man will operate in double portions and limited portions and no portions and uh, uh, bicky portions and whatever portions. He only have life and have it in abundance in store. Now John chapter 10, 10 doesn't count for everybody. The first portion, the thief only comes to kill, steal, and destroy. The A portion, the B portion, so that they, the they that must have life and have it in abundance is to understand John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh, and we accepted the Word. You made the Word your own. You became sons and daughters. It's for the sons and daughters of God, <laughs> the children of God, that the fullness. You never have to have one day of sickness, one day of lack, one day of unhappiness, one day of depression, one day of I'm not going to make it, one day of worry, one day of... You don't need to have that if the word is the begin and the end in your life. Now, this is the phenomenal thing because <laughs> that's why I said revelation always producing the energy to act upon that word. Now, I want to take you on this journey because we're going to come to very, very, very interesting stuff during this time. And uh, Pastor Lee's prophecy is decree. 
because there is, we are in the time of Amos chapter 9 verse 13. Behold, <laughs> it's been be aware. The days are coming, says the Lord. Say it now. That the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the threader of grapes, him who sows the seed. And the mountain shall drop sweet wine and all the hills shall melt. That is everything heretofore barren and unfruitful shall overflow with spiritual blessings. And I will bring the... <coughs> Exiles of my people Israel. Listen, and they shall build the waste cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and drink the wine from them. They shall also make gardens and eat the fruit of them. And I will plant them upon the land. And they shall no more be torn up out of the land which I gave them, says the Lord your God. In other words, what God says, behold, the days are coming. I want you to make a declaration this morning because I know you're going to put God first and God's first. If he's not already first, then you're going to make him first. Say, money, come to me right now in Jesus' name. <laughs> now, sometimes when I say that, people get a cramp where they don't want one. Because the thing we need the most is the thing that people fight the most. <laughs> if you just use the money in Christian circles, people have a mindset. They need to be poor and lack and battle. And it's God teaching God. I've said it over and over. God doesn't have a university of lack, of stripping, of sickness, of poverty, of unhappiness to teach us. Uh, that's not the mechanism to lead you. The mechanism to lead you and teach you. God said, come close to me in the book of Isaiah and I will teach you that you can profit. <laughs> what must lead me? Not my circumstances, not my sickness, not the covered nonsense, whatever. What must lead me? The Holy Spirit, Jesus said in John, and the Holy Spirit will come. The Spirit of truth. <laughs> Who's the father of lie? Now, if you the father of lie, then everything you produce will be a lie. That's the devil. Genesis chapter 3. But Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will come and he will lead you and guide you in all truth. He didn't say lack, sickness, poverty, death, circumstances mustn't be the leading mechanism, must be the Spirit of God. Now that's very important to understand because God's original intention is his final decision. That means God doesn't change. Somebody say, God doesn't change. My word. Now, the way you manage yourself is a reflection of your future. Did you just hear what I said? The way how you manage yourself, your mind, your conduct, whatever, how you approach, how you speak, how you think, is a reflection of your future. That's why faith 
<laughs> I laugh when people say, please stop talking about faith. We, don't, we need another revelation. There is no other revelation. That's part of the great foundation. Faith, <coughs> listen, is the compression of time. Yesterday and tomorrow comes into the now. That's faith. The compression of time. Now, that's why I want to share the principle of first is to walk and to live in God's divine order. If you don't live in the principle of first, then everything will get in disorder. (laughs) That is so powerful. Now, the order of God will take, will push, will propel you to live out of the overflow. (laughs) You will not have enough room to contain the outpour of the blessing. Come on, somebody. And it will position you that you will move in greatness like never before. You see, shallow Christianity is just, I want to make it, if we can just get through. <laughs> and uh, water down Christianities. If I, uh, Jesus, please, will you come now? He cannot come. People prophesied he's coming this year. Ah, oh, he's not coming. Hear the word. I guarantee you, he's not coming because there are a billion people that is not rich and was not rich yet with the gospel. And Jesus said, the gospel will be preached until the end of the world. Everybody will hear it, and then he will come. So you're either going to delay the come the, for Jesus to come or you're either going to help enhance it that he can come by getting active in a Matthew 4, 19 experience. Amplified. Oh, my word, I must read it. And that will help you to understand because when you, you hear the Amos chapter 9, he says it's abundance. It's abundance. You cannot delay in what needs to do. I have learned in my life, if I have to consult calculators every week, I tried here by Friday already to get the week's budget. Now remember, we didn't have church for a long time. And then there was limited of 50 people. And then we could go up to half of the capacity of the building. And out of all that, people, we saw it. They suffered. Show me how you spend your money. And what's the balances in your life. And I can tell you what is important and what is not important. What is first, second, and third. (laughs) Now, now, recently, now you know we've been burglared so many times. And recently, I think last week, they stole the fence again. Now, we need to put up that fence. <laughs> but it's God <laughs> that is able. I sow where I want to go. I name my seed. I believe God for the miraculous. Come on, people. Now, listen what it says, and it's going to help you. To understand, because Jesus said, man shall not live from bread alone. And then he spoke the word, God's word in his mouth is as powerful as God's word in your mouth. And in verse 19, he said to them, the fishermen, come after me as disciples. Listen, as disciples, 
What is a disciple? A learner. <laughs> Never stop learning. <laughs> Say for yourself, I don't know it all. Now, that battles for people to say that because we pretend we know it all. I don't know it all. Now, Jesus had a, learn, a disciple of somebody that learns how to live life significant, not exist, not just survivor, not just successful, but significant successful. Listen, he says, as disciple, letting me be your guide. Ooh, that is a powerful statement. That's in the Bible. <laughs> you can see I've highlighted. And he said to them, come after me as disciples. Let me be your guide. Then follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Isn't that powerful? Now, when he said that, that is so phenomenal that we need to understand what Jesus meant here. And that's why just after that, he was start preaching in verse 23. That's verse 19. And he went about all Galilee, teaching in, in their synagogues and preaching the good news, the gospel. Say the gospel is good news. You're going to die. That's not good news. <laughs> it's going to get more heavy. That's not good news. Uh, oh, my word. Life is going to get more difficult. It's not good news. Uh, the diagnosis you've got, it's not good news. Come on, somebody. The gospel is good news. So we must stay in the gospel. Tell somebody, stay in the gospel. Listen, it says, and he preaching the good news, the gospel. Listen, of what? Of the kingdom. And healing every disease and every weakness and, in, and infirmity among the people. What did Jesus preach? The good news, the gospel of the kingdom. <laughs> he preached the what? The good news, the gospel of the kingdom. Not somebody's uh, theological explanation, not religion. Not all the don'ts and you're going to hell. We understand if I miss the mark and I don't repent, I'm going to these consequences. He preached the good news, the gospel, the good news of the kingdom. That's why you heard me saying all over and over. And that was came out of this few weeks. That's why in Matthew, the same Matthew 5, 6, 7, he preached the kingdom. A lifestyle, the Beatitudes, a long message. <laughs> and then in verse 633, he connects us out of calamity. He connects us out of worry. He connects us of the cares of the world. He connects us out of the kingdom of darkness to let we can operate in the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody. <laughs> by saying in Matthew 6, 33, oh my, <laughs> after he said, we the light of the world and the salt of the earth. Listen, and he says, but seek, <laughs> seek. I want to help you with that. Oh my word, I have something that I was working since yesterday on. That's a command, seek. It's an instruction. Nothing is going to happen if you don't seek. What? First, 
Seek what? What's the word seek? It means aim at and strive after. A command first. Seek, aim at and strive after first of all his kingdom. Now, what is the object to seek? Seek the kingdom and his righteousness. That's the object. That's why I must seek. I don't seek just to get <laughs> my word hide and seek. I seek because the objective is the kingdom and his righteousness. That word means his way of doing and being right. <laughs> so the objective is to seek God's way and do right. Do it just as God is doing it. That's what it means. Now the priority out of Matthew 6.33. Now you've never heard this before. You heard it for the first time because I discovered it yesterday for the first time after 52 years that I'm serving God. The priority is the kingdom and his righteousness first. Oof. Now, now listen, then the conditional promise, because let me read it again, but seek, seek the command, aim at and strive after the command, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness, the objective, the objective, the kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. And then, listen, what is this? The day then, the conditional promise. In other words, this promise cannot manifest in my life. People say, I tried it once. I tried the word. I've done that. I've sowed. It doesn't work. Yeah, but it's because God is not first. You only maybe sow out of your need and the rest when you have abundance, you don't care. Then the kingdom. People go to church when they're in trouble. If they're out of trouble, you never see them again. People request a prayer when they're in trouble or in situations and face challenges. And when God took them out of that, they never pray again. Now, that is very dangerous. Now, doesn't that sound familiar? But the conditional promise is to understand the command, to have the object in your face and the priority. Because if we do that, Seek first. Listen. Aim at and strive after. First of all, his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. And then all these things. Oh, taken together. What was Jesus speaking about? Was speaking about money what you shall eat, what you shall drink, what you shall clothe yourself with, and you will not be able to worry because 34 says, so do not worry or be anxious then about tomorrow. He says, and then that's the promise. Come on, 
if I follow the instruction, the conditional promise of God. He says, if I do this, then all these things to taken together will be given you besides. That is so powerful. <laughs> Let's just sum it up quickly, and I can stop preaching here right now. <laughs> if we do that, then all these things will be given to us as well, says the other translation. Now, the sum up of this is, Jesus is saying, don't put second things first. <clears throat> Worry what you will eat and drink, your bills that you need to pay, your wants, <clears throat> your desires. I need a brand new 2021 Maserati and Porsche and Land Rover. <laughs> Don't put that first. If you put God first, then these things can follow. That's very important. <clears throat> Because the sum up, Jesus is saying, don't put second things first. And first things second. Put first things first. The first means aim at and strive after, oh my word, <laughs> his way of doing and be right. <laughs> that means have a make-up mind in 2021. Listen and focus to keep first things first. You've heard me saying, I've seen people have so much potential and ability and they single until they meet somebody. They're in every meeting. They serve God. They pray. They want to do things for God until they meet somebody and they get married. Now, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> Praise God for you who got married. But then they off track. They want to have a comfortable, <laughs> no longer. A girl one time date this man. She gave her heart to the Lord and she came back and this man was not serving God. And she said, you have a choice. You're either going to serve God and go to heaven with me. Or I'm separating from you because I'm not going to hell with you. <laughs> that was straight. Now, this is very important. Or people serve God when they have, just make it, until they get a lot of money. Oh, we had a family here that came at, I will never forget that, two families, it's like yesterday, a New Year's Eve service, we were in Station Street number one, in a bottle store, old Slubbert's bottle store that we convert, a liquor store for the American people, that we convert into a church. That night they came to services, they got saved. God gave me a word. I prophesied to them what God's going to do. And God made them wealthy. That word was established in three, six months. They were so wealthy. Then they start with their nonsense. We can no longer serve here. The church has plastic chairs and asbestos roofs. <laughs> and then we move to the big property, to Lofdal World Prayer Center, and then they say, no, we cannot serve God yet. Still, at that time, we didn't have carpets in certain areas, cement floors, plastic chairs, and uh, asbestos roof. We need a church with bicycle seats and five shield from day carpets. <laughs> oh, Jesus. They had an accident with their car when they went away, and they phoned 
their sister that was in full-time ministry with us, they say, we had a terrible accident. Now we cannot go to church Sunday because we cannot park our bucky amongst all those BMWs and Jaguars and Mercedes-Benzes. But if we were still to you, we could have come with your bucky. And when this lady told me, I said, they have signed an order of disorder. They're going to have big trouble. Three months later, she was on the front page of the newspaper. They went through a divorce. They lost everything. Horrible stuff happened. Why? Because you cannot put first things second and make my wants first and then put God last. <laughs> God gave me all this like the man who prepared the meal. And then I eat all of it. And then I'll take a bite of God's portion at the last and bring it to him. Remember last week, Cain and Abel. God wants to be first. That's what the word is so powerful. He, the, the principle and the command and the instruction and the way of first. Put God first in place. First in time, first in order, first in position. God first. If your life doesn't operate first in place, in time, in order, and in position, then <clears throat> your life spin outside and you miss the most phenomenal thing. In other words, you're in the same trap as Genesis chapter 3 as Eve. God is only God. He's not Lord God. A covenant relationship through the blood of Jesus. Everything he paid for was for you. Now this is something for another time. When God is first, then you have the foundation to the fullness of everything God promised. Oh, my word. You have the foundation. You have the entry point. You have the key to unlock the door to the fullness of what Jesus paid for. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. We know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Although he was very rich, for your sakes become poor, so that through his poverty you may become wealthy. And it's not speaking about spiritual wealth. It speaks about your, your natural life, your everyday life. It speaks about the world you're living in. God wants you to be prosperous in your spirit, in your mind, in your body but also in the natural world. And that's what we need to do. Because first things first is about your heart. Oh my word. I will give you the scriptures now in a while. Because so the first governs the rest. What? Ever you do. Listen. It's first things is first and it's about your heart. 
Whatever you do to the first governs the rest, negative or positive. I'm going to say it one more time. Whatever you do to the first portion, the first in place, the first in time, the first in order, the first in position, listen, governs the rest. That's why somebody shouts, say, it is a heart issue. <laughs> it's an issue of the heart. That's why God says, give me your heart. If somebody has your heart, what does he have? You all. He's got everything. And God said, the attorney came to Jesus. Tell me about the greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart. You see, we did some hard teachings. That's not 50%, 75%, 95%. Give me your heart above all. All of your mind. All of your soul, says one translation. And then all of your strength. So that's the complete person, body, soul, spirit. Your everyday living. God said, love me. Now you've heard me saying, lovers are very interesting people. They never question giving. If you love somebody, oh my word, what do you want? You always think about yourself second. The person you love or the object you put first. People who love motorcycles, they go from a Suzuki to a Honda, from a Honda to Harley Davidson, they can pay a quarter of a million. and They don't care. People who love fishing, <laughs> they will buy the most expensive equipment, the expensive boats. Why? Because it's first. Your hobbies is first. But when, and that thing is temporarily, it's of this world, it's going to go by. <laughs> when you get in trouble, and you need finances, what do you do? You sell that stuff that you were made first. <laughs> and then you pray in the meantime. God wants to be first. But if you put anything above God, it's going to govern the rest of your life. Now, somebody say it again. Shout it out. Say it's a heart and a mind issue. Did you hear that? A heart and a mind. <laughs> Matthew 6 21 for where your treasure is there your heart will be wow what did Jesus preach the gospel of the kingdom if the kingdom is my treasure guess where my heart's gonna be in kingdom business if the world stuff is my treasure. I want to make more. I want. I want. <laughs> I want to make more. I had people tell me, if I make more, then I'm going to start giving. If I make more money, I'm going to start serving God. If I, they want to, nope. If you cannot be faithful in your canoe, how will you be faithful in your ocean liner? This is the thing. For where your treasure is, 
where your heart will be. That's why God says from the time of beginning Deuteronomy 11, 3, 13, and it shall come to pass if ye shall hearken diligently unto my commandments, which I command you this day to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all of your mind and heart amplified and you entire serve him with your entire being. So what does God say? He says it's a command, it's an instruction that you will this day love the Lord your God with your, and serve him, serve him with all of your mind and all of your heart and your entire being. Now I have some of these smart elects that sent me a text and say, why do you preach out of the Old Testament? It means nothing. <laughs> it's law. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> There's a difference between that Ten Commandments and what you try to explain and uh, and what Jesus said. Now, listen, the first thing that I'm going to say, because when I said, and uh, when the attorney asked Jesus, and he said, love the Lord your God, all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, all of your strength, love your neighbor as yourself. On these two instructions, commands, hangs all the law, and it fulfills the law, it explains the law. <laughs> Because I love, then I will fulfill what God asked me to do. The Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. And all the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. <laughs> Can I say it one more time? The Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Most of what we see in the Old Testament is a type and a shadow of what was to come in the New Testament. And it starts with Genesis 3, when Adam and Eve hand over the keys of dominion, of authority. They suddenly could discern between evil and and right and the light and the darkness and I said it last week when Satan let you step on that booby trap he wants you to leave the garden the fullness <laughs> what God has in mind to rule and reign to be a person of authority and you seed God just gave them two things authority and dominion and seed <laughs> in Genesis 1 and 2 and if you apply that, your whole life will be phenomenal. You will have an extraordinary, out of the ordinary, out of the box. You will have unlimited, <laughs> surpassing the limitations, the unexplainable, come on, <laughs> kind of life, Ephesians chapter 1. But it says, the shadow of what was to come in the New Testament Jesus Christ, his lordship, and the kingdom of God. That was the whole time. That's why you have types and shadows of natural kings and everything. And now the Bible says we, Jesus is the king of all kings. You are a king. 
we can never alter or change or add on or take away from God's plan. Because you are designed by God for God. Now, the biblical principle that can help you of the first fruits can be summed up like this. The first fruits established the destiny of what is left. <laughs> Jesus is the first fruit. He died. <laughs> he gave himself. It was God's first. And then he determined what happens with the rest. He gave his life so that billions of people after that could have the image, the likeness, and operate as God on the face of the earth. <laughs> because we were created in his likeness and image. And the Bible says, as he is, so are we. Oh, my word. Because you have the fullness inside of you. And uh, the first fruits in Hebrew is the word bekurim. And it literally means a promise to come. <laughs> Get this. A promise to come. Because if I operate in the principle of seeking first and do it God's way, the promise to come, I activate it, I open the door, I step into that, my life will change that I can have all these things I need and much more. Oh, my word. Exodus twenty-two twenty-nine. <laughs> because, uh, let's read 23, 20, uh, 19, then I'll go back to that. Remember, it's a promise to come. It says, the first of the first fruits of thy land shall you bring into the house of the Lord your God. Now, listen what God instruct. God was always for the first. Exodus 20, 29, 22 verse 29. Thou shalt not delay to offer the first of thy ripe fruits and of thy liquors. It's the grape juice and the olive oil, says the Amplified. The firstborn of thy son shall you give unto me. So the first, I'm going to explain it in a minute and I'm closing. Scripture I use so many times in Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9. Oh my word. And Proverbs starts off chapter 3 by verse 1. It says, my son, also my daughter. Forgot not, forgot not my law or teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. People say, the word of God doesn't work for me. I tried it. You know why doesn't it work? Because it's not <laughs> on your heart. Let your heart keep my commandments. That's why he says, forget not my law or teaching, 
but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of a life worth living and tranquility inward and outward and continuing through old age till death. These shall they add to you. Oh my word, it's so powerful. So shall you find favor, good understanding and high esteem in the sight or judgment of God and man. Verse 5, lean on, trust him, and be confident in the Lord. You see, it's a faith operation. The just shall live how? By faith. Hebrews chapter 10, it didn't say it will live by their work. It will live by playing the lotto. It will live by their inheritance. It will live by their, their perceptions. It will live by their way of, no, no, no. That is all temporally and can fail you. We've tried it. <laughs> it says it will live, listen, by faith, by what God said, by believing it and doing it. Lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart. Your heart again and mind. <laughs> And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. Don't go and, I can never go to a calculator. I can never do things what's in the bank. I can never do what's the income. Uh, if I do it with that, I would be limited by my understanding. <laughs> but when, and by my wants. Because my wants was always comfort, never risk. And this journey with God is a trust journey. The level how you trust God is the level how you operate. And that's what God says here in his word. He says, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, recognize and acknowledge God, him. And he will, God, direct and make straight and plain your paths. You see, we need to go forward. We cannot stay in 2020 and in the past 24 days or 23 days of January. I told you, you're going to end strong in 2020. And we did. You're going to have a powerful, powerful, there's seven days left over of January. And you have only seven days to set the course for the rest of the year. Well, what if? There's no ifs with God. The problem is never God. The problem is I, me, and myself. <laughs> oh, my word. It says, and he will direct Say, I need to move forward. Here's a scripture to move forward. We make 2021 new, new. It's the year of the local church of signs, wonders, miracles. I will read you tonight, Brother Copeland's prophecy. It's the year to decree and to declare. Oh, my word. We have testimonies upon testimonies of what people did. Yes, some people died and we pray for the families and some people are sick. Yes, we pray that the perfect plan of God will come out and that what God will give them the desire of their hearts. 
But we cannot just sit here on a heap and say, oh, let God's plan just be God's water go over God's plan. No. I need to execute God's plan in my life by doing it. Be not wise in your own eyes. You see, that's the problem we have. The plan B's and C's and <laughs> reverently fear and worship the Lord and turn entirely away from evil. That's verse 7. It shall be health to your nerves and marrow and moisting to your bones. Then verse 9, because everything I do in life is about honor. It's not about the money. It's about honor. If you uh, understand honor every year with my birthday, that's the only time when I receive money from the church, folk, is it's about honor. That's in October. Of course, it's also Pastor Appreciates Month, so it's about honor. But how much more must we honor God? Honor the Lord! <laughs> how? With your capital, with your finances, with your money, and sufficiency from righteous labors. But it doesn't stop there. And with the First fruits of all your income. <laughs> With what must I honor God? Did you hear the word first? Everything in the Bible, there's too many words of first that we cannot operate in the principle of first. Last Sunday night, it was actually in the afternoon or in the morning I said that. God told me to take a humongous amount of money, me and my family, get all the money, and phone some of the family members and some of the pastors, and uh, sow it as a first fruit. Today we're going to bring another first fruit, and next Sunday it's another first fruit, because the first, it's about honor. Honor God. The first in place, the first in time, the first in position, the first in money. We have learned the first belongs to the God and the rest will be directed by him. Now you figure out, are you going to work out 2021 or are you going to allow God to do it? Oh my word. It says, honor is the root from which the rest is determined. Because the rest, the honor, verse 9, honor is the root, the root. Now what's in the root will manifest in the fruit. <coughs> if you're a very angry person, walking on forgiveness and you're hateful and you're uh, angry with everybody and you're stingy, it's, you can look for the reason in the root. Somewhere in the root of your life lies something. I had to conquer many things that was in my root. Many things that was in generations in our family. But the fruit, because what did we just say? The root, the first is the root. 
from which the rest is determined. And this, it opens the impossibilities to become possible, it says. And with the first fruits of all your income, then, or so shall, after I've done that, honor the Lord with my capital, my sufficiency, and with the first fruits of all my income, so shall your storage places be filled with plenty, and your vat shall be overflowing with new wine. Did you just hear what I said? There's plenty and overflowing. God spoke through Moses to his children of honoring, and then he said, <coughs> If you hearken and obey to the voice of the Lord your God, Deuteronomy 21, 28 verse 1. If you will listen diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, being watchful to do all his commandments, which I command you this day, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. <laughs> if you heed the voice of the Lord your God, if you listen and if you do it. And then he start calling, you will be blessed, blessed, blessed. And uh, your enemies that will try to come against you. And then it says in verse 11, and the Lord shall make you have a surplus of prosperity through the fruit of your body, your livestock, and in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers. And the Lord, verse 12, shall open to you, the one who listens, who does it, who honor God, who comes with the first fruit, who put God first, not second, not third, whose life is in divine order. The Lord shall open to you his good treasury, the heavens, to give the rain of your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hands and you shall lend to many nations but you shall not borrow and the lord shall make you the head and not the tail <laughs> and you shall be above only and you shall not be beneath if you heed the commandments of the lord your god which i command you this day and you are watchful to do them I have a lot of stuff to say, but here is the word of the Lord. God wants you to move in prosperity in your spirit, man. A giant for God. <laughs> it comes by hearing the word, <laughs> listening to the word, obey the word, operate in the word. Put Jesus the word in first place. Come on. He wants you in your body in your soul, to have the mind of Christ, think like Jesus, Jesus said, you give them something to eat, 5,000 men were sitting there, he was preaching, and they realized they're hungry, whoa, <laughs> that's without the women and children, theologian says 25 to 30,000 people, and Jesus said, you give them something to eat, they say, Lord, we have nothing, <laughs> Because Jesus spoke from first, God's perspective. There's a little boy that needs a miracle to see happen, that he can demonstrate salt and light. But one came and said, 
Jesus, yes, a boy, what he, <laughs> if he gave it to us now, we take it. Five loaves of bread, two fishes. And that was enough for Jesus. Because he, they gave the word, you give them. They have circumstances against them, but there's a word for them. You're either going to operate with circumstances against you or the word for you to overrule the circumstance. To overrule. <laughs> oh, my word. God is going to do mighty miracles. The exceedingly, the abundantly, the above. And it starts right now. It already starts, but you're going to see it manifest in a way you have never seen it before. Listen to this. Jesus took the bread and the fish and he thanked the Father. Now the miracle was not in his hand. The miracle happened in his disciples' hands. I'll speak maybe tonight on that. He broke the bread. He divided the fish. Put it in 12 disciples' hand. Where did the miracle took place? In their hands. They have only now less than the five loaves is now 12 pieces. The two fishes is divided in 12 pieces. So it's smaller now. But there's 25 to 30,000 people. And the moment when the disciples let go what was in their hands, God let go what was in his hand. They start giving it out. And as they gave it, it started multiplying. You can hold on to and never see the fullness of the manifestation of what God has in store for you. Or you can put God first. Now the miracle is not only the twenty-five to 30,000 people that was fed. That boy went with 12 baskets of leftovers. <laughs> Five loaves of bread. That loaves wasn't loaves. Loaves of bread. And two fishes. Are you ready for that miracle? Your assignment is so big. You're going to need billions and millions and trillions to complete it. But God operates by the principle. The whole of book of Matthew. The kingdom way of living. You cannot serve mammon and God. If you're faithful in the little, God can trust you with much more. If you're faithful with another man, then God can trust you with your own. I've seen how God bless people with vehicles, and then they that vehicles look like trash cans. They scratch, they dirty, they careless with them. And that's the reason they will never have their own. God trusts you with his money in your pocket because Deuteronomy 8 says it's the blessing of the Lord. He anoints you to create wealth. It's God who gives you that he can establish his covenant on the face of the earth. So the whole of the Bible is about generosity the love of God flowing through you to touch other people. God wants you to walk in that overflow. 
to have not room enough. We came to Greifontein. We were very poor. We came here with stuff, but Greifontein made us very poor. And uh, that the poor people called us poor. I fasted. I prayed. I was skinny. And I told you the story, 1981. We were there in the Upper Hall Church. And uh, start with three ladies, first service, 15 people. There was only three ladies that called me with nothing. I fasted and I prayed. And then the Lord spoke to me. He said, you're not going to get out of this by only praying, out of financial calamities, and by only fasting. He said, you need to put action. You must give yourself. Give and fast and pray. And I had to give myself out of calamities, out of poverty, out of lack for the kingdom of God. That's where my treasure is. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Loftal family and every viewer and every listener, because this comes also out in a voice uh, note thing. Listen to this. I'm giving you. I'm not asking you. I'm giving you the key to quiet a thousand excuses, a thousand reasons of trouble to short-circuit out all those calamities and drama and trouble and negativity that the enemy tries to put in your way. I said it. That will save you a thousand headaches and heartaches in 2021. Put God first. First in position. He's my God. He's my Lord. My God. He's my all. He guides me. He, he speaks and I listen. I follow the instruction. Until you do that. Until you put God first. You just got to go through life and cruise through life with no impact. And I know you are a person of impact. The, 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 the lockdown and the COVID nonsense pressure you. And you say there must be a way out. I'm giving you by the grace of God the way out this morning. I met last week with the staff and I said Lofdal is not in a bad condition. Through all this, how God did it. 7.2 million in rand that we had to have last year. How God did it. It's only God. But I can tell you, we never stopped giving. And we gave extra. And God told me to give some more. And sometimes I gave the last. I wiped out everything. And then I saw how God's hand comes supernatural. We've got a building. The rent there is close to 50,000. <laughs> Without the lights and stuff. And we don't have service, so there's no income in that building. And I can tell you, it's paid for into the next month until the end of February by the grace of God. How does this happen? Put God first. Every penny and every rand and every 
inheritance and whatever I get, I put God first. Sometimes it's not a tithe. Sometimes it's not an offering. Sometimes it's every penny of it I just give away. Because I understand this morning the principle. That's how we bought property. That's how we bought buildings cash. They're busy now with a 2.4 million rand project that we didn't pay a cent for. The scripture is in fulfilling. They add <clears throat> a big house and uh, they add, I don't know how many rooms now, and and we we increase more classrooms and uh, put grass, artificial grass, I think 750 square meters, you can imagine. And you know who pays for it, the heathen. <laughs> the sinner gathers to give to the righteous <laughs> in their hands. That's what literally happened at Loftal right now. But it starts with giving. The question that I want to pray, can God trust you? We can trust God with anything, everything. But can God trust you today that you will put him first in honor, in position, in time, with your money, with the first day of the week, that's this day. First week of the month, the first week of the year, the first month of the year, the first portion of everything. Because he's got stuff in store for you that's going to go beyond what you will ever have or try to accumulate. Now let's pray. I've made, had a made up mind years ago. And when the first hits me, I understand there's a king with a domain, a kingdom that I need to operate in. Seek first. Do it God's way. And God's way is generous to be a giver. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He sowed him as the first seed so that billions can come. It's an action of love. And this morning, if you don't know Jesus as the living Christ, Pray, say, Lord Jesus, I've heard the word. I call upon your name. The word says, if I call upon your name, I will be saved. Jesus, save me. Forgive me my sin and wash me in the blood so that I can be salt and light in the face of the earth. I want to walk as a son and a daughter of the living God. I'm not going to be religious. Thank you for putting my name in the book of life. I'm going to share this message with everybody, Lord. If you need to make that quality decision, say, God, it's first. It's an everyday choice. You cannot just make it last Sunday and think that's now. No, it's a daily choice to say, God, you first. Because influence and propaganda and circumstances comes around you that wants to take you out of the first. Satan used a fruit to get Eve out of first and Adam dominion people but Jesus restored us that's why we have the mind of Christ to say God from this day I'm going to put you first first honor you with my income I'm going to do the first fruits the first portion belongs to God and I thank you that I will see the overflow like never before if you need a miracle in your body say by stripes I'm healed 
the first fruit, <laughs> Jesus paid it all. He took all the sickness, all the diseases, all the poverty upon him so that I might have life and have it in abundance. In Jesus' name, amen. <coughs> Say amen. Say I'm victorious. I'm overcomer. I'm a champion. I'm not defeated. And I'm not going to settle for less. I'm going to be vibrant in the kingdom and change the world in Jesus' name. Tonight, 6 p.m., I'm going on. If this message bless you, share it with somebody. It's not about Gustav, not about Lovdal. It's about God's kingdom. And encourage somebody. Particulars or details were appear on the screen if you want to sow and first fruits or whatever. Do it. I've learned how quicker we do it, how greater, the quicker the harvest. I already sow now for next month <laughs> and for the rest of the year. I determine the level of the income in my own life. God bless you. We love you and what an honor to serve you. And we're longing for you. You're phenomenal and you're great until 6 p.m. tonight. <laughs>